Welcome to the A to Z Sports Powered, as always, by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is uh, Sam Phelan. Make sure uh, that you do follow us all over uh, social media because we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show on our Twitter X timeline at A to Z Sports and more great Titans content on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and beyond. Uh, Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us. And they help out all of you, like Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute had a great dog talk segment yesterday about Traylon Burks, but boneandjointtn.org, they are the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's better coverage rates and service. When you go to fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z, the Aura app keeping you safe online, and you can get a two-week free trial with our link, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z, and Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three amazing locations in Middle Tennessee, Murfreesboro, Columbia, and in Franklin online for all of your equipment needs at krebskubota.com. So, Sam, uh, tons to get to. If you did miss the doc talk, uh, from yesterday with the Bone and Joint Institute uh, and our guy, Dave Kempfert, who is the Director of Physical Therapy at the Bone and Joint Institute. Go check that out on our YouTube, on our Facebook. Very good. Very good information. Uh, absolutely there on Traylon Burks and his uh, LCL sprain. But here we go again, Sam. Will Levis injured in practice. Take us through your perspective of what yesterday's practice was like, and then uh, what will happen afterward with Will Levis and this mystery injury. Yeah, so, I mean, the Titans ran essentially this rotation throughout both joint practices of ABAC, like the ABAC rhyme scheme where they would go one, two, one, three, Tannehill to Malik to Tannehill back to Levis. Uh, And so Will was kind of getting – the butt end of a lot of reps like they were doing a period and maybe he only had two snaps two reps like limited opportunity to like really show what he can do in practice while Tannehill was taking a lot of reps and Malik was usually getting a a full string of opportunity as well Um, and then yesterday at the end of practice a two-minute drill period that Tannehill got a drive Malik got a drive and Will Levis did not get a drive The same thing happened today without Will really being on the field. Uh, And so nobody except for Jim Wyatt, I believe, had actually saw like actually saw Will exit the practice field. Very confusing setup with like four different fields, bunch of different exits. They were able to sneak players off uh, pretty well. And so we got to the press conference with Mike Vrabel and I asked Vrabel afterwards about Will's rep share, like how often he was actually getting into practice to, to show what he can do specifically at the end of practice. And that is when Vrabel let the media know, well, we were going to get him in at the end of practice today and let him run a two minute drill, but they took him in early and we'll see where he's at for Saturday's game. Uh, I followed up and asked Vrabel like what the plan was. And, you know, we we can kind of get to his answer a a little bit later, but it was kind of out of nowhere from the head coach sharing the information that Will Levis had gone in with an injury. And then Paul Kaharski later reported in the afternoon, lower body was the diagnosis, only a hockey injury report for Will Levis. So 
we're not really sure at this point what the severity of this is. We're not really sure where the injury is or when it occurred. We just know that Will Levis didn't finish practice. And that's why you see mystery injury down there on the show graphic this morning, because we know he didn't finish practice and he may not play in the preseason game. So what that means for him moving forward, we have to see. Yeah. So let's get Jim Wyatt's uh, account of this because it is a mystery injury. And I think Jim kind of made note of that at TennesseeTitans.com. Vrabel mentioned Levis did not finish practice, which caught some off guard, just as Sam uh, explained there. Jim says, I happened to be eyeing Levis when he walked off. Notice that he never returned. I wondered if the head coach would mention it, and he did. Levis left the field with a trainer following the final snap of a team period. He'd just been forced out of the pocket to his right, ran towards the sideline when the play was over. Levis walked back with the team to the middle of the field before eventually retreating the other way. Levis first entered a white tent adjacent to the practice fields. Levis remained inside for a few minutes and then headed to the locker room. He never returned. Vrabel said Levis was supposed to get an extra work, but they took him in and we'll see where he is at for the game on Saturday. And Vrabel gave no specifics about that potential injury, which then Sam just mentioned Paul Kaharski's hockey update of a lower body injury. And so you think when Jim's talking about scrambled force out of the pocket to his right, I immediately thought, Oh, Joe Burrow did the same thing, but Joe Burrow yeah. had a visible hop. Ooh, something's wrong. Yeah. And went down where it seems like Levis didn't really notice something and towards the end. So uh, here we go. Twitter doctors again, like, does this, is this soft tissue lower body, um, you know, with, with something maybe getting tight afterwards uh, is, you know, did he, did he step wrong? Is there a foot ankle knee twitch? Who knows? Right. Like that's, kind of the, the thing, but Sam, I want to ask you before we get to our big question for everybody based off of the energy, the nonverbal cues and that type of situation from Mike Vrabel, what does your gut kind of tell you about this mystery injury from Will Levis? Yeah. My gut would tell me, this is on the more mild side okay. of injury. You had me second guessing it a little bit. I know you kind of, you know, we're trying to read between the tea leaves and saying, well, Vrabel doesn't usually offer up information and saying things like, we'll see where he's at Saturday is ominous and, you know, a bit scary. But I think the fact that I, I was watching Will Levis play and there was never a moment that I noticed he looked injured or hobbled or, you know, banged up in any way, I think is a decent sign, at least, or maybe a reason for optimism that this is not a severe injury or something that's going to keep him out long term. Now, what that means for Saturday, though, I don't know. And uh, I think the problem with Levis and the, the problem with this being an injury to Will Levis is even if it's a five day injury, that's significant for him because it's significant. How many days are left in training camp? Yeah, I mean, this is significant, invaluable time. And for a guy who's not going to be the starting quarterback this year, these next two preseason games and these next two weeks of joint practices are really Will's time to grow and develop in 
game-like situations. So, like, I thought he was okay and, like, did his job in Chicago and a lot better than maybe the stat line looked. But I was really excited to see how he came came along over the next two or three, like, the next two games here. Yeah. So Let's, real quick, the timeline on this. Because we're getting to the crunch. This is it. Like, this is, you know, this is, it's Friday. Tomorrow, Saturday night, preseason game number two. Then the yeah. Titans go back. They do not practice on Sunday or Monday. They have two joint training camp practices against the Patriots on Tuesday and Wednesday. Final preseason game on Friday night, a week from today. And then roster cuts are the following Tuesday uh, afternoon. And so Will Levis has one week of training camp remaining starting today to see if he can do anything with Malik Willis. And so I think there's a significant longer term uh, consequence is not the right word, but you get what I'm saying. Oh, oh, I guess domino effect was better of what this injury is and the opportunity that Malik has to take a stranglehold and not look back from the QB two job. Yeah. I mean, we talk about this, this battle, right. For the backup quarterback job and Malik, I think everybody would tell you has been coming along. Great. Like has made some real nice strides. And, and I thought he was excellent yesterday or uh, sorry, Wednesday in practice. Um, and so you see kind of the development from Malik. Now, if Will is missing time, what does that mean for his ability to kind of insert himself into that battle? And then, you know, even if he is back healthy, you haven't really seen him play. So maybe this is just a tweak. I think a couple of people commented, oh, maybe just tweak something. Maybe it's dehydration. Maybe it's anything that is a precautionary thing for the Titans to pull him out of the end of practice. But I have to think there was some reason for it. If they yeah. really wanted to get him in for two-minute drill at the end and then did not, uh, I think that there's probably something going on of some kind. So I don't think it's long-term. I'm not worried about it being a – a calf strain or something that like Joe Burrow did. But if it's a week, that might be a week too long. Like we yep. need Will Levis back now. If we want to know what he's going to be for this season. Yep. No doubt. All right. The dilemma, <laughs> the dilemma of the quarterback situation. The Titans are currently in with this mystery injury from Will Levis. But first let me tell you guys about our friends at Krebs Kubota. They need to be your equipment provider because that is where you should turn for all of your needs and the relationship that you need to have with your equipment provider. Big or small projects around your home, I need a new trimmer. I need to go see uh, my guys, Jamie and Matt, at one of their uh, locations for Krebs Kubota. That would be Franklin, Murfreesboro, or in Columbia. Krebs Kubota is an elite Kubota dealer, which means they have the best equipment in the industry, big or small, like I mentioned, whether it's just a trimmer for me, or maybe it's uh, the big lawnmower, the riding mower, the zero turn, the hay baler, any other power unit you might be looking for for your bigger projects. If you got some land out there in the county uh, in Middle Tennessee, Krebs Kubota is where to turn because Kubota is the best. There's nobody else that's going to have better than Kubota. You have the best warranties, no doubt, in the equipment industry with Kubota. And the Krebs family owned and operated for 18 plus years in Middle Tennessee. They are the best customer service providers in the area as well. So once again, three amazing locations, Columbia, Murfreesboro, and Franklin. I'm probably going to go to Franklin here after training camp wraps uh, to get a new trimmer. Uh, so you can check them out online, KrebsKubota.com. 
Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, you place your first wager with that bonus code. And even if it loses, you're all good. No worries. Second chance to win big. Your money back into your account up to $1,000. That's why they're the king of sportsbooks and why we love BetMGM. That's BetMGM.com, the king of sportsbooks. Uh, Austin, we're going to ask our question here. Yep. Because after I talked to Mike Vrabel uh, or asked the question and Mike Vrabel comes forward with the Will Levis injury information, well, I was kind of like, wait, we'll see where he's at for the game Saturday. Mm. And I follow up. I said, well, Mike, if Will can't play on Saturday, what are you going to do? You, like, you don't have a camp body quarterback in here. No. You don't have some guy hanging out. You've got Will, Malik, and Ryan. And we know the Titans don't like playing Ryan in the preseason. So I said, never have, never yeah. have outside of outside of 2019 preseason when he was the when Marcus, Marcus Mariota was the fifth year option quarterback. Uh, yeah. Ryan Tannehill got some work there. That's so it. I, yeah. I, I asked Mike, I said, Hey, so if, if Will can't go, what's the plan? Is Ryan going to work in? Is it Malik the whole way? Is there another guy in the rotation? He said, we'll let you know on Saturday. So he's not tipping his hand at all and not really commenting on what the Titans could potentially do. But I think it brings up a very interesting conversation and question about like, what's the best option for them if they don't have Will Levis tomorrow night? So there are three. So if Will Levis cannot play against the Vikings Saturday night, what should the Titans do? Here are the three options. You can either play Malik Willis the entire game play Ryan Tannehill with limited snaps or go find yourself another quarterback, fly him up to Minneapolis, put him on the plane with Buck and figure out what, if he can do anything in late in that game. So those are the three options there. Play Malik 100% of the snaps, play Ryan Tannehill limited action. Look, new offensive coordinator, new offensive line, newish weapons to an extent, or go find yourself another quarterback to come in there and take some snaps. Uh, that's where we want to get the audience in here too. So that, it is a dilemma uh, because, you know, Sam, I'm curious of what the chat's going to say. I, I do see here real quick, uh, Nathaniel uh, has this question uh, that will, I think we'll, let's circle back to this, but I did want to read it before I forgot. Genuine question. If Malik is the backup this year, then what is the long-term plan with Levis? What's the point of drafting him? I mean, that's, that's a lot, right? Like, I think we'll get to that here in a little bit. Uh, but Sam, I'll let you go to the chat. The quarterback dilemma. What should the Titans do? Willis the entire game, Ryan Tannehill and limited snaps, or find a third quarterback, get a suit, put him on a plane, and fly and see what the heck happens. Uh, Davidson says they need to play Tannehill. Uh, we've got Willis all game from IR Hoshi. We've got, uh, I think Willis all game is the best option from Xavier. It's good work for Willis. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, bring in a body. So Andre wants them to go sign somebody. Play Malik and let him grow. Uh, a new quarterback from Eddie. Malik the full game. Willis the full game. Malik the whole game with Tannehill as your emergency quarterback. It's another thing to keep in mind. Malik gets hurt if he's your only guy that's playing the full game and he goes down. Is Tannehill dressing for the game? And, you know, is he coming in? Like, are you okay with Tannehill playing a full half of football if Malik gets hurt? It's very interesting. Uh, play Tannehill for a drive or so is what Titans Kyle says. Uh, Willis for the entire game from Jonathan. Willis 100% of the snaps from Xavier. 
Uh, we've got uh, Music City Malik, the whole game from Billy Jones. Malik with Ryan as the backup. We've got Willis the whole game. Willis 100%. Let Willis play. Willis all game. Just play Malik. Uh, you've got uh, Willis and the Wildcat if you need it, says Leslie. Um, Malik the full game. Willis, Willis. People want to see Malik Willis playing 100% of the snaps, Austin, if Will Levis can't go. What's your solution for the Titans quarterback dilemma? All right. So uh, if the Titans were playing the Vikings at Nissan Stadium, I think there's a lot easier option to bring in a third quarterback. Because let's just go through that real quick, because that's not my answer, just because I think the logistics are impossible uh, with what they would have to have. Right. They'd have to find somebody fly in Minnesota get them like the iPad on the, or the Microsoft tablet on the plane, learn what the hell to do Saturday, find a Jersey and go do it. Right. Like that's just not going to happen in short turnaround. Now there are two options. I think if this game were in Nashville, Mo Hassan was a uh, quarterback at Vanderbilt and, and some, I think Southern Cal for a little bit. The reason why I bring up that name, Sam, because your face looks like you smelled something awful. Well, Mo has been through like four passes in his college career. No, but but I'm not like, but the he is he is available because he was at the tryout for rookie minicamp. I'm saying like that's the only reason why Mo Hassan would be a potential option is because he's at least gotten some type of paycheck from the Tennessee Titans organization this calendar year. Josh Dobbs is the other guy that could play quarterback, but he had a game last night uh, with the Cleveland Browns tying the Philadelphia Eagles and peak preseason action, 18-18. But outside of Mohassen, like there are no other quarterbacks that have been able to play in the organization. There's another option that's kind of interesting too. And uh, sponsor alert in the A to Z family, uh, Buck Rising, uh, one of his presenting sponsors on A to Z Sports Primetime is True Math Fitness in the Golds. Worth Campbell, great dude. Uh, but uh, a trainer... At TrueMav Fitness is former Ole Miss quarterback Jordan Tiamu. So he he is a trainer in, in Nashville at True What are we doing? What are you doing? I'm just here? telling you. I'm saying I'm saying if the game were in Nashville, there are two quarterbacks the game, that are well, the game's not in Nashville. I know. I was that that was my and premise. Austin, they have, called a, they have like a private jet. They're an NFL team. They can get a guy here in like yeah, but three who, hours. But like, I'm just telling you, like, there are people that are around. And uh, if Jordan Tiamu is being paid to be a trainer, uh, he's in he's in game shape, right? Like, Jordan Tiamu can go in there and whip it around for a quarter. Uh, so, again, like, I'm being halfway sarcastic with that. Uh, but anyway, so my answer is <sighs> my answer, Sam, just so you can calm down. Making my head hurt. I know. Again. You've been on the road for you've been on the road for a week. You're having a headache here. Uh, the answer is to play Malik Willis for every potential snap. But Ryan Tannehill is going to have to be dressed out. Like, you know, Ryan Tannehill is going to have to be wearing his jersey and be ready to go, go through warm-ups, do that thing, and hopefully you never have to have him. Because I don't know, and before you get to your answer, like every NFL team has the emergency quarterback option that is a non-quarterback on the roster that could probably go take some direct snaps and do some wildcat triple option uh, veer stuff from what they did in high school. Who is that guy right now for the Titans on the roster? I mean, 
it used to be Kindle right back in the day. Uh, the NWI at quarterback. I mean, it, I believe NWI is one of those options. Yeah. Kevin Byard is, has been an option in the past as well. All right. Well, that, but he's I'm not going to play. I'm switching my answer. I want Kevin Byard playing quarterback. No, you don't. So you want Kevin Byard taking <laughs> no, snaps. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I, I didn't think kidding. that'd be awesome though. Kevin Byard, uh, QB three, uh, would be, would be sick. I like so, that. Because now you're weighing the option. I think Tannehill has to dress just for like e- incredible emergency situation. But you want Malik Willis to take every potential snap if Will Levis is not an option. Uh, and then maybe it's NWI. Uh, Jamison brings up Tajay Spears, 100% of the Wildcat. Same, I said this on Tuesday while you were flying to, to the Twin Cities. I told Jack, I don't need to see any more Tajay Spears in preseason. I'm good. Like, yeah. and so why don't put him out there uh, in – for a potential to to get banged up for for no reason. So again, like it is it is a it is a situation. Nicole uh, asked, uh, uh, "What is a mystery? Why is it not being told?" Uh, so I, I guess Sam, if you want to kind of reset here, uh, the situation with Will Levis in this injury from Thursday's practice. Yeah, I, if she if if we're asking about why the injury is a mystery, it's, yeah. I don't know if she's asking about that or like the decision or what they're going to do either way. Yeah. Will Levis injury is a mystery because uh, nobody really saw it happen. He went off the, the practice field yesterday, left early uh, and kind of snuck off the back way. And we heard from Mike Vrabel after practice that will left early and we'll see where he's at for the game on Saturday. And the Titans have not offered up any other information other than, uh, he may or may not play. Paul Karski has reported it to be a lower body injury, but we're not really sure what happened with Will or how severe this thing is. And we definitely don't know what the Titans are going to do if Will can't go. So that brings us to our, our conversation and our question here about, you know, what, what you do at quarterback and what is the smartest thing to do at quarterback if you don't have your rookie, Will Levis. Um, I think it's important to note a lot of these suggestions – are bad suggestions. Um, <laughs> oh, thanks for that important. Well, note. I just want like, Twin so, I, mean, we, I saw somebody say like sign Logan Woodside. You can't do that. He's uh, still in Atlanta. Bork brings up good point. You're going with the emergency goalie approach. And you're like, Oh, the guy from the ice rink, like the local ice rink can come in and play quarterback. Maybe there's somebody that like runs a flag football league. The MVP of the men's flag football league here in Minneapolis should come play quarterback for the Titans. Um, I mean, that would be phenomenal because, you know, like the men's flag football leagues, when they get when they have a true three quarterback system. And if you know, you know what that looks like. And it's pretty wild out there. But no. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's weird, though. It is a dilemma. That's why it's the show today. What's important to me, like so you could uh, sign a quarterback. Uh, I don't think you can sign a guy like the guys you just suggested. And and one of the main reasons why. And I also don't think you can run wildcat. Because part of the preseason, as Mike Vrabel and the Titans coaching staff has said, really the main thing about the preseason is trying to simulate situations. You want to get yourself into like regular season scenarios to see which of your guys can perform, not just at quarterback, but everywhere else on the roster. And for the same reason Malik Willis got benched last year for not throwing the ball on, by the way, a very productive drive. Like he had like a 30 yard run that took them down inside the 10 yard line. And Mike Vrabel said, nope, get out of there. Because I don't care if you're moving the football, if you're not doing anything to further our offense and like 
get us the looks that we want to get for some of these guys. Mm -hmm. So I don't think a new plug and play guy is really going to give you what you want in terms of running your offense like it needs to be ran, giving you the looks that you want to see from some of your wide receivers. I just don't think it's a very good option for a preseason game that's supposed to be very formative for everybody else on the roster. I also think, you know, you could play Malik Willis 100% of snaps, and I'm not sure I would necessarily hate it, but it would scare me not really knowing what the backup plan behind him was. And I have said forever, the Titans need to play Ryan Tannehill in the preseason. Uh, I think every starting quarterback should play in the preseason. So you play Ryan Tannehill. I think you might start Ryan Tannehill and you let him work in for a little bit of this game to make, you know, Malik is not playing a full four quarters, but you get some action in for your starting QB. I was trying to dig it up, Austin, and I came up, I found this stat, dug it up last year, last three NFL seasons, I believe NFL quarterbacks are like ridiculously awful winning football games in week one when they don't play in the preseason, like their offenses come out sluggish and they lose in week one, Ryan Tannehill and the Titans are just as guilty of that as anybody. They've been doing it each of the last two years. They come out the first week and you're just like, what is this offense? They look terrible. So I want to see Ryan Tannehill play a little bit. I would like to see him throwing with Deandre Hopkins and working behind the starting offensive line for a series. But even if it's not hop out there, I'd still like to see number 17 throwing the ball and running your offense. That's your best option. So Sam, uh, <clears throat> let's go back in the, uh, the history to look at that, that week one that we're talking about of teams that don't play their starting quarterback um, in the preseason and how they start because the Titans, they are one and two in their three week ones where Ryan Tannehill has entered the season as the starter. Right. So one and two, the one win was uh, in COVID year in 2020 when there was no preseason games, were no preseason games. And the Titans went to Denver, moved the football quite a bit, but kicked a bunch of field goals, missed several field goals in Stephen Gaskowski's first game, but ended up beating the Broncos like 16 to 13 or 14 to 12, a just absolutely disgusting game uh, in week one. In uh, Monday Night Football, 16-14 was that final score. Uh, but they, they, you know, Tannehill threw for 250. Henry ran for 116. And Corey Davis had 100 yards that night. But they could not score touchdowns. Then you go back to 2021. We all remember that. The first game with Julio, AJ, Henry, and Tannehill. And you get boat raced by the Cardinals because Chandler Jones was unblockable. And Taylor Lewan was getting bull rushed by Buda Baker. That was gross, right? And then last year is interesting too, Sam, because... The Titans got off to a killer start on offense. They scored in the first drive. They scored early. The problem was they couldn't score late. They only had one scoring drive, uh, really, in the in the second half, and that was uh, you know a situation that continued uh, throughout that year uh, after having a thirteen nothing lead, losing to the Giants on a on a missed field goal. So one and two when Tannehill does not play in the preseason in Week One. So that's kind of that history right there. Uh, so you do think Tannehill should play a snap? Yeah, I think uh, I think I'd like to see two or three drives from Tannehill. Two or three. Yeah, like 
sure it could be one drive, but like I, I do think, especially by the way, brand new offensive line, one returning starter to this offensive line, and he's at a new position with Aaron Brewer. So there's something there with the O line. Uh, I think there's something there with guys like Tajay Spears and Josh Wiley and Chris Moore and some of the new weapons that you've added to this offense, even if you don't want to play DeAndre Hopkins, where it, it would be very formative for Ryan Tannehill to run a few series, even if you're not calling your, your best offense, even if Tim Kelly's keeping a lot in reserve for the regular season to get those guys some experience this week when you really have a dilemma that we've talked about on your hands and need a quarterback. Like why bend over backwards to play Malik for four quarters or bring in Chris Streveler to, to take, you know, a quarter of football when you have a starting quarterback that I think could really use the work. So I, I'd like to see them play Tannehill. Okay. All right. So uh, another aspect of this, I'm going to get to, and we'll get to a couple super chats because uh, there are some good conversations uh, and, and chats here in the super chats here. Uh, but I, I want to dive into Sam as well on how this Will Levis injury could goof up uh, the Titans quarterback plan for the future because of the timing that we kind of touched on earlier. Uh, and we'll get to some super, super chats from you guys as well. But first farm your health plans. If you're talking about, making sure that your future is healthy. Farm Your Health Plans is where you can turn to have them help you out with your health coverage. Because a lot of people out of sight, out of mind with their health coverage, and you're probably paying too much. And Farm Your Health Plans can help you pay less, but maybe actually get better coverage. Because that's exactly what happened to Zach Bingham when he signed up with Farm Your Health Plans almost two years ago, uh, once we became partners with Farm Your Health Plans. Uh, they've been helping Tennesseans out, and Zach saved 20%. Each month, he's also got better coverage and actual dental plans and vision plans compared to the other options he had out there as a self-employed entrepreneur who was single at the time. That's a tough situation. A lot of people can relate to that. that you don't have a lot of great options, but Farm Your Health Plans is the best option for you. Whatever your situation is, young family, growing family, older family, out on your own, Farm Bureau Health Plans is where to go. So make sure you get it started today at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, it's a second chance to win big when you play with the king of sportsbooks. So with NFL right around the corner, Major League Baseball playoffs coming up not too far from now. Get your futures bets in on the World Series or division champs. Uh, whatever is that bet that's speaking to you that you want to ride with BetMGM, make sure you use the bonus code when you place it. And even if it loses, no worries. You get your money back. So BetMGM, BetMGM.com, the king of sportsbooks. All right, so Sam, a couple super chats, and I know we've got a lot of uh, comments that you have uh, kind of saved there, uh, but I Let's get to the comments that you've saved that you wanted to look at because I know you said you do think Ryan Tannehill playing two or three series would be your route in this situation. Yeah, I mean, and, and so I, I hear the chat here. Jay says, wouldn't risk it. Lou Man says injury. Puka says that I see the Eagles injury suit up somebody else, but don't risk Tannehill. I like, I hear you guys, but I view like, I don't know, maybe this is, this is just my take on injuries it's like driving in a car like, you know, car accidents happen and it's, you know, flying on an airplane, driving in a car, whatever you're doing, like it doesn't, 
it's not always your fault. It can happen at any time. As we just saw with Will Levis, it can happen at the most weird, quiet times of practice in a joint practice. Like injuries are incidental. And I don't think risk like Ryan Tannehill has been durable throughout his career. And I, I just think injuries are random. I, I don't think there's a ton of increased risk uh, that I'd be too worried about. Like you can't keep this guy in bubble wrap. You have to let him play. And uh, I found the stat, Austin, there are 10 NFL starting quarterbacks that did not take snaps during their team's preseason games last year. They went two and eight in week one. Uh, and I believe uh, every quarterback, every did not play quarterback that played a did play quarterback in the first week lost mm -hmm. there. The two wins of that two and eight were guys that were playing another quarterback that didn't play in the preseason. So there was not a guy who played an offense that had been on the field that won in week one reps matter to me. So I want to see Ryan Tannehill. All right. So, um, Mickey says, why is it a big deal on Levis anyway? He's third uh, string quarterback. The biggest concern is Tannehill and Willis. That's where Titans fans should be worried about. Levis is next year's guy. Well, Mickey, I think the timing of the injury, like we talked about, kind of goofs up finding out what next year's guy looks like. Because right now, next year's guy ain't Will Levis. You know, well, like, I mean, maybe like, I don't know. Right. It's, it's a big conversation, but the point is it's formative reps and it, and it's invaluable time for a guy that's not going to have another opportunity like this, this year. And so you want to see how he develops throughout training camp, how he develops from game one of seeing NFL action to game two to game three. You can't see that if there's only one NFL game action for Will Levis. So it, it is a big deal for the future. As yep. we've said, all, training camp this is not a backup quarterback battle it's a backup quarterback battle that's also a battle to be the future of the titans franchise and so right now that, and right now malik willis is winning that battle with a lot of time think, left yeah but now there's an injury wise malik is ahead yes i think will has the leg up on investment and years of control and ceiling in a lot of ways and scheme fit and there's a lot of things i think malik like why they view will as the future but with how malik has been playing and with will injured maybe for the rest of preseason that's a substantial development for this qb battle this year right and it's it's malik willis was john robinson's draft pick and right. will levis is rank carthon's draft pick and rank carthon is calling the shots uh with mike grable so i i do think and you know edward says next year's guy there's a whole season. Yeah, but you, like you got to make the decision on next year's guy before you get to this point next year. They're, this is what they chose to do. And they yeah. want, like, they tried to set themselves up to be competitive this season while also thinking about the future. So this is something the front office is doing. Like, Rand drafting Will Levis was a move to be like, all right, well, I think we can be competitive, but how can we try and not have a lull like they don't want to have a rebuild year that they have to go four and 13 to go get their next quarterback they're trying to get him now yeah uh puka brings in a super chat i'm going to get to a string of super chats here about you know this situation for the future uh, i think this is about the Tannehill situation risky in injury too great now in the preseason young players desperate to make a big hit for film yeah i i don't think Tannehill needs to go out there unless something happens to malik in the game uh, amnesia says, you know, Malik is foaming at the mouth for a chance to ball out Saturday and prove the haters like 
amnesia. Wrong. Malik deserves the chance. Yes, I agree with that from the Malik Willis standpoint uh, right here. And then Kick It to the King production says, at what point are we finally calling for these trainers and, and strength and conditioning staff? It's finally fired after two years of record-setting injuries, now going on three. Look, like this is... <clears throat> This is not the the battle that Kick It to the King needs to 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 take today because the Titans have been relatively healthy this off season up until well Traylon Burks and Will Levis both with and we don't know if this Will Levis thing is a thing right like, so like we'll see if it's a thing or not I mean this literally could be you know oh he tweaked his ankle and felt tight yeah felt yeah. tight they yanked him go get treatment started now. And he'll be out there on Saturday, maybe. Like that yeah. that's what this could be. Um going back to the Malik comment, this is maybe not fair, but this if Will doesn't play, and if it is the Malik Willis for an entire game, it's definitely the biggest game of Malik's football career. Uh and it's I think the takeaways from the game are going to be severe one way or another, um, which might not be fair to Malik completely. But if he comes out and plays four quarters and looks good and the Titans score 28 points and, you know, he throws a couple touchdown passes and makes, you know, not very many mistakes, you're, people are coming out of that game saying Malik's your quarterback of the future. If Malik yeah. comes out and does not look very good and, you know, the gets sacked a bunch and throws an interception or two and the Titans – score 13 points people come out of that game saying yeah maybe you can cut Malik after all like which but, is fair but, or not fair but it's a very severe huge game for Malik if he plays the whole way which I do think there is some merit there for like that's the fans thing, wanting though. to see it you're like there's even if Malik plays poorly I don't think because of this timing that Malik's a cut candidate uh, yeah, or, I don't or, or I know that you're not saying that but like there is like they're keeping all three of these guys. Like it is the Facts. the question it's two happening. or three quarterbacks is answered because Will Levis might miss some time here. Regardless, it was happening regardless. Yeah, I, I know. But now Malik's like, been good enough that he's going to be on this roster. And but, so, yeah, like the only could, scenario like, Malik's not with the Titans is if they trade him. But I don't see right. that happening. And that's where I was going to get to is like if the last two preseason games played out and both quarterbacks played very well the Titans could then have a potential trade market for Malik if there's other situations around the league because Malik had a great preseason, yeah. Levis had a great preseason, and you only need one, and you've got more years under a cheap contract for Levis than you do Willis. And so like GM's guy. Right, but now, yeah, exactly. But now the, that option is completely out the window. And so that kind of brings up the, the, the super chat I wanted to get back to uh, from Nathaniel genuine question. If Malik is the backup this year, then what's the long-term plan with Levis? What was the point of drafting him? I mean, that that's kind of the, the goofy thing about this is that we I, don't know what the severity of the Levis injury is, but you, you want to be able to have these two guys in the system practicing throughout the entire year to develop, to give you the most, the best option and to pick from. I, I think the long-term plan is still that Will Levis is the quarterback in 2024. I, I think that is the Titans' plan. And I think even if Malik is the backup this year, that is the Titans' plan. However fair or unfair that might be to Malik, I believe they view Will as their future, and it's it's 
the burden is on Malik to prove them wrong in that Mm -hmm. and to win that title and job and trust away from Will. They made a bigger investment in Will. They tried to trade up into the first round to get Will. They have a new general manager and potentially a head coach who got his guy now drafted Will kind of in the image of Ryan Tannehill and a guy with similar strengths out of play action uh, and plus athleticism that can run their system. So I still think their plan is like, look, if even if Malik is here and Will is here right now and Malik is the guy, like the backup for this season, I may think Will's going to be up here come next fall and he'll be their starter. Malik could prove them wrong. And I think so far what he's done in training camp in the preseason has been really interesting because it's been, I think, better than most people expected and said, whoa, hey, Malik is uh, Malik's coming along here. This is not an, an open and shut case. So that's all speculation. That's what I think their thought process is. And I believe the burdens on Malik to win it. So I think that's how they would approach next year. But, you know, if if Will Levis is hurt for a majority of the year or Malik continues to grow, you know, I think the conversation kind of reopens. Yeah, uh, uh, agreed. A to Z Sports here live. Anything else, uh, Sam, that you have on the quarterback situation? I I do think it's Malik plays 100% of the snaps, but Tannehill needs to dress just in case. But only if Malik can't do anything should Tannehill step on the field for a snap. That's that's I, my opinion. So I think that's most likely. I yeah. think that's what will happen. I would like to see Ryan Tannehill play, and I'm not optimistic that that will actually happen. I, I just but... think the downside of if Tannehill plays and something happens to Tannehill, the consequences are massive, right? right? But if Tannehill plays – and your stat about week one quarterbacks not playing in the preseason continues and the Titans lose week one. Well, okay. There's week two, week three, week four, but it, you know, the risk of him getting hurt in a preseason game to not even make it to week one is too strong for me. Uh, but I, I get where you're at though. I, I, I don't think must- the Titans can write this off too. Like you can almost excuse not playing tan. Like I think they're okay with playing Malik for a full game. Like I think, in some ways, they're a little bit excited about it. I think it's a good litmus test, like Agreed. I said. And so, like, yeah, they want Will to be out there. They want to see what, what Levis can do. But I think there is a little bit of, like, okay, that'll be, a, that'll be fun. You get four quarters of Malik. You're going to get a lot of answers about where he's at as a quarterback uh, compared to last year when he's getting a full four quarters. Like, where is the growth? Where is the development? A guy who didn't throw for 100 yards in a single game last season as a rookie with multiple starts mm-hmm. like does he come in and throw for 260 or is it another like 89 90 yard passing game 110 yard passing game like I think you get a really good idea of where the development is with him playing all four quarters so I, I think that's what's most likely for sure okay cool all right well I, I I'm with you on that um, and I'm new to the do not play Ryan Tannehill slash starting quarterback in the preseason I, I used to be the a series here and there is, is necessary. Yeah. Uh, no longer. All right, Sam, a, uh, a hype machine is growing and growing fast. And it's because Christian Fulton made a stupid play yesterday. Here it is. 
wanted to get the Titans version in there too because uh, you kind of lost the guy in the green shirt with the, the the screen right when the good action was happening. But. Exactly, but that's a heck of a one-handed snag there. We'll hear from Christian Fulton uh, in a second on that play. Uh, but our question here, Sam, is the Christian Fulton training camp hype. Are you green light, all go, yellow light, or red light? What do you feel about Christian Fulton and his training camp hype? Uh, but first, let me tell everybody about our friends uh, with the Aura app. Aura keeps you safe online, just like Christian Fulton's trying to keep the Titans defense safe from busts in the secondary. But the Aura app uh, does a lot for you. And you can get a two-week free trial when you use our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. A two-week free trial right there at Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. They will remove data brokers from your life. Data brokers sell and give your information to spammers and telemarketers and robocallers that pester you from every angle of your life online. Aura gets rid of that. I had 30 data brokers that had my info. Aura got rid of those data brokers in five or six days, and we're giving you a two-week free trial with Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. Get that two-week free trial today just in time for election season coming up too. Today's show powered by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up. Get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. A second chance to win big. Make every game and every play mean more with BetMGM. With NFL and MLB uh, kind of going here with NFL Week 1 right around the corner, place your wager with that bonus code up to $1,000 back in the form of a bonus bet on BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. All right, Sam. So the question is Christian Fulton training camp hype. Are you green light, yellow light, or red light with it? So are you buying it? Are you cautiously optimistic? Or are you selling it with a red light, right? So that's a little new game we're playing here on a green light, yellow light, red light, Christian Fulton training camp hype. Let's see the interception, the one-handed snag from yesterday one more time. That's a celebration. Yeah, the celebration was pretty good there too with with his teammates. That's a that's a true one hander too. I mean that that was not a get your hand on it, bobble it, bring it to the body type of deal. That was snag straight to the other hand. I mean that that yeah that was one handed. That was very nice. I was on the far field, kind of towards that end zone, well when that play happened, and yeah, everybody was like, oh yeah, got to tweet that out. Christian Fulton makes a play and. <laughs> It was more than just that highlight for Christian Fulton. Like he was kind of a blanket for Justin Jefferson a lot of the time. You know, I mean, Justin Jefferson's going to get his. He's going to make his plays. He's going to, you know, get a couple touchdowns here and there. He's a very difficult guy to guard. But for the most part, Christian Fulton was uh, was all up in him, uh, getting getting his hands in there, making sure that Kirk Cousins couldn't throw the ball that way. And so for a guy who prides himself on elevating his game, to the next level when he's going against the NFL's best wide receivers. He did that this week uh, against number 18. All right. So green light, yellow light, or red light for Christian Fulton training camp hype, because this has not just been one play, one heck of a snack. Like Christian Fulton 
has been really, really good. Yeah. And and I said this on the Titan Up podcast uh, this week when I jinxed the injuries, same interview, but that Christian Fulton has been the only Titans defensive back that is routinely winning one-on-one reps versus wide receivers in a, in a, in a practice period that the DB is not supposed to win those reps. So green light, yellow light, red light on training camp hype for Christian Fulton. Sam, I'll send you to the chat. All right. We have green from burning devil. We got yellow from Steven. We've got yellow from, uh, I don't know how to say that. Eric's yellow. Scary. Harry's yellow. Ira Hoshi's yellow. John is yellow. Den. Andre's yellow. Johnny's green. Uh, yellow from Karen and greatness. Lou man is all the way green. Denise says it's still too early. She's yellow. Green light from JR. Green light from Stephen King. Uh, a yellow from Caleb. A yellow from Jesse. Uh, we've got yellow from Nathaniel and from Billy. We've got a full speed ahead green from Kick It to the King. He's all uh, he's blowing through that intersection. Green if healthy, but right now yellow, Dre. Well, he's healthy right now, Dre. So maybe you're green right now and you just don't know it. Uh, green from Matt. <laughs> yellow from Devin. Uh, we've got... Uh, big yellow from Ramon green from Bork because it's a contract year flashing yellow from Eddie. I like that answer. Very good answer. Eddie uh, yellow light from pistol Ramsey J- yellow from Jonathan uh, yellow from Yuri yellow from Jay. So majority yellow here, a couple greens uh, every once in a while. And then I think right here, we've got our first red from Eric. He's pr- it's practice game time play. He still looks like burnt toast is what Eric says. So he's the first red, but mostly yellow, some green. Austin, which one are you? Green light. Green light. Green light for Christian Fulton. I am green light all the way. Like he has been good. Now, whoever said that he's been burnt toast when he's played, I, I disagree. I think one guy has really bullied Christian Fulton throughout his career, and it's been A.J. Brown. Yeah. Um, and and, and outside right. of that, out, but that's, that was one game and the Titans should not see the Eagles for a couple more seasons. Uh, and the only way they'd face the Eagles this year is in the Super Bowl in February. Uh, and so I, but Christian Fulton has been very good against some of the better wide receivers. He did a good job on Jamar chase minus one play where Jamar chase got a quick pass and made a move in the open field and had some run after catch. But outside of that, uh, he did a really good job on Jamar chase and the Bengals offense was not the reason why I'll, I'll forever say, I think, I think Christian Fulton's problem is tackling more than anything. Like I, yeah. I'm, I'm more critical of Christian Fulton being like, got to make a tackle in the open field. Can't get, can't get juked or have that move done on you like that and give up a bunch of yards. than I am ever like, Oh, Christian Fulton just got, torched on his uh on his route so like i don't think he gets burnt very often i think his issues with guys like jamar chase at times have been can you tackle in the open field so uh that's something that i think he needs to work on but as far as coverage like he's pretty sticky yeah chase did not kill him like uh, edward says chase killed him no chase got him on one play uh really and ryan field says chase bullied fulton severely severely that playoff game. No, that's just not correct. <laughs> he had, he had one play where he had a catch and run outside of that. It was T Higgins that was giving the Titans defense the most trouble in that one. But I, I am green light on Christian Fulton. Cause I see the confidence. Like I, the interview that you guys did with Christian Fulton after this was the most confident. I yeah. think I've ever seen him. So let's hear that of what Christian Fulton had to say about the interception and just his camp as a whole thus far. And, uh, and that pick in particular, talk us through that pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
it was, uh, I don't want to say it was an overthrow, but, you know, like I said, just being in position, like I said, the whole cabin was just focused on the details and being in position, you know, allowed me to make that play, you know, and like I said, this, uh, early this offseason, you know, just wanted to make more plays on the ball. You get to show off your athleticism? Oh, yeah, and yeah, nah, for sure, they better have that going viral. They're like, how, just how they have everything else going viral, make sure that go viral. We weren't allowed to shoot it. I know, all right, somebody got it. Somebody got it. Somebody got it. What's the competition like uh, with Justin, I guess? And yeah. Obviously, he's going to win some, you're going to win some. How yeah. much does it make you guys better? Uh, it makes us better completely. You know, uh, we've been working for him. He's always been, he's always been fun. Uh, he's a guy who has great route craft. You know, he's good at the line. He makes tough catches. So uh, you got to be on your eight game every time you line up against him. And it was fun to get to go against him and see where I was at. What are you talking about that pick? Uh, I didn't even get to chop it up with him. You know, but we were chop it up a little bit, you know, throughout the plays, you know. Uh, but I'm sure when he said, you know, he's going to be excited for that one. <laughs> you talk a lot about your success in your career against the best receivers in the game. So yeah. is this kind of expected? Another day at the office for you, locking up one of the best in the game? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, no matter who I'm going against, you know, I got to put my e-game out there. Because uh, somebody's going to try to get one up on me, whether it's a superstar receiver or, you know, just uh, another receiver in the league. So, uh, like you said, it's just another day in the office so there's Christian Fulton yesterday with you guys, Sam. So well, I'll ask let, you. Go ahead. Well, let me tell you something real quick yeah. because you you'll understand the importance of like the context of this. You talk about confidence for Christian Fulton. Christian was working after practice on the jugs machine and had kind of snuck off to a second field, like third field. We didn't couldn't find him. We all wanted to talk to him. We're asking. Robbie Bourne with the Titans, like, hey, where's where's Fulton at? We all want to talk to him. We couldn't find him. And then we half saw Fulton away from us, but they were starting the Mike Vrabel press conference. So we all went and talked to Mike Vrabel. What happens in that situation normally? A player gets his, his butt off the field while the media are distracted. They look for ways to get into the locker room. Fulton finished on the jugs machine and patiently waited for media to wrap up with Mike Vrabel so that we could all come talk to him afterwards, like volunteering himself to be interviewed after his big day. He was like, Oh, I heard you guys wanted to talk to me. Huh? <laughs> and like, just kind of like, Oh, fun, nice. And so, yeah, I, you talk about confidence, like a guy who's looking to have a camera in his face and, and get asked questions is a guy who's feeling really good about his performance and his play right now. And like he said, wants it to go viral. Like he wants it to be known that Fulton County Jail, as I see some Titans fans calling him in the chat, yeah. is, uh, you know, back up and running. Yeah. Uh, so uh, before you get to your answer, Edward says that one play against Chase was big, Austin. Uh, I went back and looked. Do you guys remember what that one play resulted in? A measly field goal in the first quarter of the game that made it 6 nothing Cincinnati. And the Titans had the lead late. Like it, the, the one play was not that big of a deal back in that preseason game. So, Sam, uh, what is your Christian Fulton hype in training camp light? Are you green light, yellow light, or red light? So, I'm getting a little creative with this. I'm, I'm a yellow light. Okay. But I'm a yellow light because yellow lights tell you, hey, beware. Red's coming soon. Yellow lights tell you, hey, you might want to, you know, slow down. Make sure you proceed with caution. What do I do when I see a yellow light? I hit the gas harder. And I say, oh, let me get through there. Excuse me. I'm full speed ahead. Even, 
even more full speed. I'm speeding up. So, yeah, this is a yellow light to me. Christian Fulton's playing well. He's balling out. And I know in the back of my head I should be, like, a little worried. I should be a little concerned. I should be like, hey, is he going to get injured? Hey, this is still just practice. We got to go prove it in a game. I got a lot of things in my head where I'm like, let's proceed with caution. But, no, uh, pedal to the metal. I'm getting through this intersection at all costs. So I'm full speed ahead with Christian Fulton. I'm buying into the hype train. Even if, uh, you know, even if the light's telling me otherwise, I don't care. I'm liking what I've seen from him. I'm liking the energy. And I think it's refreshing for the Titans secondary. They really need this Christian Fulton for the, you know, entirety of the season. Yeah, uh, no doubt. All right, I want to clear up some chats here because there have been some comments that have just been uh, wildly inaccurate and uh, interesting that need to be straightened out. But, uh, Sam, tell everybody about the Boning Joint Institute. We had a great Doc Talk conversation with our guy Dave yesterday about Traylon Burks. Uh, yeah, Bone and Joint Institute. You heard them yesterday if you watched that video. If you didn't watch that video, go watch that video. We learn something from them every time because they've got experts that can uh, assist – us in learning about injuries and assist you in your care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you have to know who to trust and you can trust the bone and joint Institute. You don't want to fumble on your recovery. You can visit them out in Franklin or schedule an appointment at boneandjointtn.org. They have a state-of-the-art rehab facility. That's got image clinic, rehab, surgery, surgery, testing all under one roof. You're not driving across middle Tennessee to get to your appointments. It's convenient. It's good, reliable care from the best in the game, the best uh, doctors, the best physicians, the best experts. So schedule your appointment with Bone and Joint Institute at boneandjointtn.org. And with BetMGM, take advantage of that first bet offer with bonus code ATOZ Sports. That means you get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses uh, just in time for football season. Do that when you sign up with BetMGM, but make sure you use our code, our bonus code ATOZ Sports. For that first bet offer, visit betm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualifications of the requirement, requirements. First online world money wager. Only rewards issued to knowledge of bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem game sport, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Uh, here talking uh, about a lot of things here on the show, uh, including uh, the Christian Fulton hype machine. Uh, real quick, GK says, more serious questions. The latest injury report on Burks. It's fortunate, but he won't be back until week six. Wrong. And the guy will be a bust. Uh, some guys are just injury prone and never live up. GK. A lot of typos there, GK. I know, right? GK needs to go watch the Bone and Joint Institute doc talk segment because I don't know where GK is or getting watch, watch Mike Vrabel's press conference with us yesterday where he said it's the best case scenario. Traylon's relieved. It's not a long-term thing. Yeah. That's out uh, of the head coach's mouth who doesn't speak about injuries. So. Yeah. And uh, on Christian Fulton, GK, with a quad, you know, triple threat of terrible comments. Wow, Austin, here you go again, putting no importance on Fulton's failure against Brown. That was in real season. He will never be able to win against top receivers. And he says, Sam, you literally said to Fulton that it's typical for him to lock down top receivers. Come on, Brown embarrassed him. I mean, we've talked about the Christian Brown. Fulton has been vocal about feeling like he had his – issue against AJ Brown. He was had struggles at times with Jamar chase, but I I chalk that up Austin to what I said about Justin Jefferson, which is like Jamar chase is going to get his, he gets 10 targets a game. He's one of the better receivers in the game. You can't hold him to two catches for nine yards. Like that doesn't happen. 
But Christian Fulton's done that to DK Metcalf. He's done that to Stephon Diggs. He's done that to, uh, I believe, DeAndre Hopkins once even. And so, like, this is a guy who throughout his time in Tennessee has had a lot of success going against the best receivers in the game or another team's number one. He's seen that all the time. I believe he did it to Devontae Adams, too, if I'm not mistaken, one time. Yeah, uh, um, Devontae Adams back when the Titans last season with Devontae Adams and Derek Carr, the Raiders. Yeah. So like this is Christian Fulton. Like that's something that he kind of takes a lot of pride in. He gets up for the big receivers and has, you know, good matchups. So I've talked to Christian about that in the past. So that's why I asked the question. I'm like, Hey, Christian, you talk to me all the time about, look, I, I like to go against the best in the game. And he did well against Justin Jefferson this week. So I don't think that that's an unfair question of him. I don't think it's an unfair statement. And, GK quadruples down saying confidence and wants it to be known should be humble until he proves it in season against top receivers. And I think there is something there. Like you want to see a guy prove it in the regular season and be that guy in the regular season when it counts, it is just training camp and practice at the end of the day, but you see confidence of players all the time speaking to them every day. Mm -hmm. Austin knows what that's like. I know what that's like. Malik Willis is a great example of that a guy who when he was playing poorly is the worst interview on the team. Maybe like he just yeah. doesn't say much and, and you can tell that Malik's just not very happy. Well, Malik, the last couple of weeks, Malik who's turning heads, Malik who's impressing is more confident, is more willing to talk is happier to speak to the media and, and walk through what he's seeing and how he's feeling because he feels better about the product he's putting on the field. And people fans media are receiving his play more positively so confidence is like you can see a guy's confidence in his interviews and christian fulton that christian fulton interview is as good and happy and like personable and kind of animated as you see yeah. him get yeah and uh yeah a aj brown is really the only guy who has dummied fulton for an entire game but christian has been a very good player when he's been healthy he just has to be healthy for the whole season so i i am excited about that that is why i am a green light on christian fulton training camp pipe because it's been good um the entire training camp and we got a big payoff with that uh one-handed interception yeah. there uh at the end of joint practices so sam it's time now for ain't that good news to wrap up our week so let everybody share your good news in the chat here to send us to the weekend, a busy weekend in Nashville. More on that, but first, uh, ain't that good? Presented by Wilson County Hyundai. Check them out and make them a part of your new car buying process. Go to see our friend Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon or check them out online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Some good news, Sam, is that you're going to get away from that Minnesota wind. For, you know, like Bork asked, why is Minnesota so dang windy? Like, did you get any explanation from other my, Vikings media members? Yeah, well, well, my understanding, speaking, I sp spoke to a lot of Uber drivers about this. We were trying to get to the bottom of it. Uh, storm coming this weekend has some winds coming in early. And then according to a player on the Vikings, 
the training camp facility set up in a weird way that it's kind of a wind tunnel. Yeah. Vikings players said that the wind we've gotten this week is not too unusual for their outdoor practices. So stupid. I don't, I don't get it. 25 mile an hour winds doesn't feel like the best conditions to practice in. Uh, but yeah, the Vikings did not seem too bothered by them. They said, yeah, this is pretty normal. So, okay. Especially because they planted inside. Like why yeah. would you, and they have an inside big field and another stadium at their facility that don't have the wind tunnel, but the practice fields they choose to play on sometimes are very much a wind tunnel. I don't know. There you go. Uh, there you go. So good news. Uh, uh, this is not good news, but Eric says good news. Marcus Mario is still a quarter, terrible quarterback. That's just mean. Uh, <laughs> says finally got new kitchen lights installed. That's good news. Um, uh, more good news. Um, let's see. I did see uh, somebody say they're going to the game. Uh, Jacob, good news. Boss won two free tickets, excuse me, to Titans Vikings and gave them to him. They're up top, but free. I live about an hour and a half from Minneapolis. So, hey, Jacob's going to see. The Titans there. And uh, Sean says, good news. Traylon Burks won't be gone too long. Uh, and then so a lot of good news I see coming in here uh, in the chat. Uh, first week of college classes for the semester went well. So that's always good from Titanium Titan. Um, Shrike says, uh, the foster pup, I believe, having a meet and greet tomorrow, hopefully to be adopted after three months with us in one of the shelter, uh, that either cat or, or dog. I can't remember what uh, Eldon has going on here. Um, so Eddie met with our builders and breaking ground on spring 2024 for a new home in East Tennessee. That's good news there too. So, uh, all right, uh, Sam, what's your good news here? Well, I got a bad news for what's Devin that? real quick. Devin says he's not, he's going to recovery, not going to be able to watch the show for 30 to 45 days. Well, good news that you're going to recovery. Yeah. Bad news that you're not going to be with us for the next 30 to 45 days. Devin love your, uh, love your comments and you, you join in us every morning. So, uh, you know, hoping to see you back here here shortly. Uh, whenever uh, you can get back into the chat, you're gonna come out to some regular season football, and so you'll yeah. be able to, uh, you know, like that. Uh, my good news, Austin, is that my trip is over, and it was a great trip. But then I can go back to Nashville now. Yeah, like I've been, I've been, you know, it's I've had a great time. I, I've enjoyed it. I think it's gone very well in terms of uh, getting some good content. Uh, and doing a lot of the things that we wanted to do here uh, between Chicago and Minnesota. But I'm, I, I think I've hit my wall where I'm like, all right, I, I'd like to be back, you know, at, at my apartment and back in Nashville. So good news that I get to get on an airplane in five hours uh, and I will be on my way back to Nashville. Yeah, that is good news. I'm getting an ask and uh, Bork says, y'all want to end the show with that tart clip? Well, I actually had it prepared. Uh, so yeah, we can end with the TR Tart clip. Uh, but my good news is I, we talked about this. I'm excited about the Lionel Messi's Nashville SC mania that's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not going to the game. I'm not going to pay that ticket price. The ticket price, Sam, by the way, fairly north of $500. Split is very interesting. I, I so I did ask Titans Media. Wednesday, I said, all right, we had this debate. Like, what was the tougher ticket? You guys were kind of covering both. Gentry from the Tennessean said he thinks uh, the Stanley Cup was harder. Paul thinks the Nashville SC ticket was harder. So we're kind of we're split on the media side as well, too. We might have to do some research and and, and get to the bottom of it, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm just in Orlando says 580 for standing room only uh, is what he's seeing there. And 
it's been all over the place. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I didn't even try to get a ticket, uh, but I, I do get excited about watching it. Um, Apple TV, I got that set up because I watched the, the game the other night, this week, Tuesday night. Uh, also, if you want to listen to it, 104.5 The Zone. Uh, because, we talked about this earlier in the week, uh, Sam, that, you know, Titans Radio and Nashville SC happening at the same time. So if you want to listen to the radio broadcast for The Zone, you need to download The Zone app so you can pick between Titans and Nashville SC mm. for that coverage there. But I'm excited to watch it and just to see what the heck happens because uh, I've been doing some research on this. Messi's been incredible. Uh, you know, Nashville's been really damn good with Sam Surridge and Hani Mukhtar and the defense that they have. So I'm pumped up for that. That well, is your name dropping players. Yeah. Done, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, I mean, look, uh, Lionel Messi and uh, inner Miami, Sam, they've been averaging three and a half goals per game in their six leagues cup. Oh, matches. you don't uh, Nashville say. SC uh, averaged two and a half goals per game in six leagues cup matches. Both have been in games that have gone to penalty kicks and have been able to survive. So look, so what uh, does this mean for LeBron's legacy? Uh, LeBron, LeBron ain't got nothing on Lionel Messi. That's what oh, it so if if Lionel Messi wins wins Saturday, is he the goat? But if Nashville SC wins, LeBron might still be the goat. We got to figure out how this affects LeBron. It does not affect LeBron. LeBron is uh, just trying to catch up to Lionel Messi. <laughs> okay. Interesting. All right. That that was just me being a troll. I don't I don't have opinions on that. But yeah, let's look at TR Tart just dominating a former first round pick. Look at this. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like when Khalil Mack threw Tristan Wirfs, but like more violent. I oh. think like it, I mean that's just ah, that's embarrassing. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, how about that to send us the weekend? Make sure you like the show. Like the show. Hit that thumbs up button on Facebook and YouTube, and we'll see you guys uh, with all types of coverage for Titans Vikings preseason. Maybe we'll have somebody in Geodis Park for that game Saturday night. We'll find out. Jack Gentry uh, was our in-stadium correspondent for all of that uh, this Tuesday. But check it out. Like the show. We'll have tons of content. We'll see you guys after the weekend. Appreciate it as always.